Argyle is over, but here in Post Show Recaps Theater, we are just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with my fellow spy. It's Ariel. Ariel, how you doing? Meow. I'm good. You're the cat. <laughs> You're actually the cat? I'm a cat. And oh. even though I'm allergic, I turned into a cat just for this podcast. Oh. Alfie. Here I am. Yeah. Well... Argyle is a thing that happens, Ariel. The greater the spy, the bigger the lie, Ariel. The bigger the lie, as they will not allow us to forget. They just kept repeating that damn line the whole movie. Uh, yeah, Argyle won the box office uh, this mm-hmm. past weekend. So the biggest movie in America um, and, mm-hmm. and Canada, I presume. Um, but simultaneously, Forbes.com also called it the first film flop of 2024. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know 18 million dollars which you know against a 200 million dollar budget allegedly as the article says uh it's not a lot do you know what the second biggest uh um box office number was this past weekend um all the guest appearances by scarlett johansson no it uh it was for a a tv show called the chosen season four episodes one to three yes i've seen this in my movie app like that i scroll (laughs) past no shade where i'm like oh that's cool that they made that for people that want that i don't want that this Um, is a jesus movie is this yes it's about my understanding my very limited understanding is it is about jesus so or some version of some bible story um and this isn't the first you know to your point that's like a multiple season event maybe is this the future of of cinema grace like let's release limited series well, or parts of seasons like what? <laughs> i don't think it's a bad idea i mean uh, i was talking about how the curse was playing in in some theaters every sunday That's they would right. play mm-hmm. some episodes before the friday release i don't think it's the worst thing to, you know the idea of like eventizing movie theaters isn't the the the, the as uh like streaming services are also looking to like eventize things uh yeah. you know Get, oh, they're all looking for sports, and Netflix just bought wrestling, and yeah, so TV in the movie theaters. Who knows? We could but, be watching True Detective on the big screen. Oh my god, what is that? Oh, it's snow. Be too scary. I think. Be really, really the uh, scarier things would be scary. Yeah. All right. Well, Argyle, uh, we're gonna cover. We're gonna recap it. Make sure you subscribe. Pushrecaps.com slash movies to get all of our movie coverage. Um, Ariel, this, you know, I, I saw a lot of trailers for this movie, basically the same trailer a million times. Uh, there's a lot of hype about not being spoiled on Argyle and who basically Argyle is. And this was a thing about the movie going into it. And then people did get spoiled and I didn't get spoiled. But um, yeah, a big sort of epic spy action comedy with a huge cast, uh, mm-hmm. including Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, Henry Cavill, John Cena. Didn't even see mm-hmm. him in the movie. We can't see him. Uh, Samuel Jackson, Ariana DeBose, Dua Lipa. What'd you make of Argyle, Ariel? Seen it. Yeah, it's Bryce Dallas Howard. It is not Jessica Chastain. Um, I. It's so fascinating. Just the staying a little bit on the point of the kind of internet life of the movie. Yeah. And like, some, I just heard like half an hour before recording that like some people thought Taylor Swift was Argyle or like her yes. cat because she has yes. like a similar cat. She has I, the same cat. Yeah. I, you know, I'm speaking from like third, fourth hand accounts at this point. Yeah. Yep. That's very something. I don't know what to call that, but that's something. Um, and then also, this is such a dumb thing, but I didn't want to forget to say it. So I'm going to say it here at the beginning. There was 
there's something that happens sometimes in 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 marketing where like they second guess like oh god maybe we're getting reports that the movie isn't going to do well so we have to adjust something in the way we're marketing it right uh-huh. and i kept noticing because to your point i kept seeing the trailers everywhere whether it was on tv and you know, unfortunately also in movies and at least you can escape to the bathroom like i do but um on tv the voiceover that sounded very much like helen mirren but i'm not sure that it was helen mirren um she was saying, you know how the voiceover at the end, they put the graphics on the screen of the movie title and then they say the movie title. Yes. But she was saying Agent Argyle, like at the very end. And I, at first I was like, wait, is that like a thing where they're talking about the Agent Argyle? No, like it seemed to me, it reeked of in my very humble estimation that they were like, people are seeing Argyle and they're not sure just based on that name, what it's about. So let's, even though it's too late to change the graphic, let's say agent Argyle because VO is a lot easier to like switch last minute, say agent Argyle. And, um, and it kind of like feeds into the movie in a way of like trying to like trick us into thinking or forgetting a thing. It's so weird. Mm. Um, so seemingly the reason I bring it up is because seemingly they were not surprised by the, by the box office perhaps certainly weren't hoping for that. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect walking into the movie. I knew one of the funniest tweets I had seen about it was like, somebody wrote like, oh, Argyle is is over two hours long. And somebody just responded, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so real. Yeah. That's how I felt. And then I was like, oh no, now I have to go see this movie. I I will say, I was expecting, to be completely, completely honest, I was expecting absolute trash. I was expecting, like, no redeemable, you know, uh, aspects to the movie at all. And obviously, we always say this, although I don't think I said it about the Mean Girls movie, unfortunately. Like, people don't set out to make something that isn't good, right? They're setting out to make something good that yeah. they're hoping people will enjoy. Yeah. Um, and I was expecting the complete opposite of that. And I was... pleasantly surprised in some small ways uh some expected some unexpected i think having such a large cast gives you a little bit of a variety that you're looking for and like a huge two very good cast too certainly too long yes it's not just big names it's a lot of like good performers and people who are buying into this absolutely ridiculous bonkers world and story that's kind of hard to follow um, but, uh, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, even though it has clear, like bizarre leaps in logic and story format. Um, yeah, I, I would be really interested to talk about it once we get into the spoiler section, because there are a lot of questions I have. Yeah. I think that for me, this is a movie that I also didn't dislike as much as I thought I would dislike. Or perhaps I thought I would dislike it for different reasons and I maybe didn't love the movie. Um, This is a Matthew Vaughn movie who's known, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of became famous for, I think, Kick-Ass was his sort of breakout. But then he did, uh, he was uh, directing, I think, wrote uh, two of the X-Men reboots, like in 2011 and 2014. And then he did the Kingsman's movies, which we have Mm -hmm. talked about at least one of those. Yeah, we talked about the third one. Which is a great war, the King's Man, um, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to Kingsman, which are yeah, the other yeah. ones. Um, and I, I do feel like I like the idea of those movies, and then the execution like falls short for me. They're they're sort of like glossy and pop culturey in a way that I'm not always looking for mm-hmm. in my movies. And I feel like the thing I walked out of Argyle feeling is that it kind of knew what it was doing in terms of being a comedy. Like I mm-hmm. felt like they were pretty much in on the jokes that they were making. Yeah. 
and knew how over the top they were being. And then I also felt like though that like that still didn't work for me. Like this wasn't a movie for me, if that makes sense, I think is like my my critique of the movie is that mm -hmm. it's better than I expected because it's not it was it was absolutely being tongue in cheek in terms of like satiring this type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then also I was like, yeah, but it doesn't it's still not really fully vibing with the type of movie I want to 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 watch. So that's sort of my Argyle recap. Um I think I don't know. You this is one you could definitely just wait for streaming. There are some interesting <laughs> hurry up and wait to watch this movie. <laughs> Run to your couch and wait for it to <laughs> and distract yourself for I don't know, three months. Yeah. However long it takes this movie to be released. Well, it might be shorter. It might be, it might be shorter. Yeah. These days it gets shorter and shorter. Well, it's an Apple original film too, so it's gonna come to probably Apple TV. It doesn't really yes. feel like an Apple movie, but that's you know, whatever. No. Um well, then let me spill the PSRT about this movie, which is basically the premise being that Bryce Dallas Howard is Ellie Conway, who has written successful spy novels, but she quickly gets wrapped up in the fact that potentially everything she's writing is actually happening. Wow. Um, she has these two lovely parents who very quickly are revealed to also be bad people who maybe traumatized her after a figure skating accident, where it turns out that she is not Ellie, Ellie Conway. She is, in fact, Agent Rachel Kyle, Agent mm -hmm. R. Kyle. And basically she had like amnesia and basically her writing has basically unlocked all of the, the missions that she went on before all the way up until she had her accident. And these evil parents of her, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, were basically trying to get information out of her um, big action sequences. She's sort of uh, along the ride with her version of John Cena, who is Aiden played by Sam Rockwell. And yeah, there's a big, big ship battle at the end where there is both a figure sating scheme on, on oil and a like colorful smoke gas sequence stance choreography sequence. yeah yeah pretty wild um and basically it all they they do it they save the world basically and then blow up the ship and get away with i don't even know the thing that they're looking uh some code that proves that the the district or the dis whatever the thing the bad the division the division that they're, that they're bad and have done all these crimes basically mm -hmm. yeah. yeah we're looking for files a proof a piece of proof of this thing so that and we like, can send it to samuel l jackson <laughs> and she turns out that she had been working undercover for them and maybe was doing it but then because of everything that happened has a change of heart and betrays them again and then there's a standoff Wild. and a fight and i i yeah. honestly had forgotten about that there's so many twists I I that I had forgotten about the one of the final twists of she was actually a double agent for yeah. the evil people, but now she has become aware and is a triple agent, really just a single agent for it's crazy. Can you tell me your favorite twist in the movie? I'll tell you mine. Mine was when Catherine O'Hara turns out to be British. <laughs> It's my favorite twist of the movie. <laughs> it's just like they knew exactly what they were doing. Catherine O'Hara playing a mom, like you've got me. You have I'm all in already. And then to have it be a heel turn, and she's not just not her mom, but she's evil. And now she's, she's a holding British a evil gun scientist, yeah, and British and like. Yeah. I kept being like, wait, is this a different person? And she's just imagining Catherine O'Hara. There's so yeah. many times where. The uh the care I don't even know what to call her Kelly R Kyle. Gee, sorry, no, I'm not going to say that. Ellie again. Conway, I think. Ellie, we'll call Conway, her Ellie Conway. Yes, that's yeah. her name. 
um, is seeing uh, what's his name? Henry Cavill instead of Sam. I keep saying Sam Worthington. His name is Sam Rockwell Roberts Rockwell. Uh, I have, when I tell you that every day since I've seen this movie, I think, Oh, Sam Rockwell. And this is the first time I'm, I'm saying it correctly. Um, she keeps, she's like, right. She's seeing a version of, of what she wrote in the books as now happening in real life. And it's, she has cast, what's his name, Henry Cavill in this role. There's so many layers to this. And it's I like, know. honestly, like nonsensical at a certain point. But um, to answer your question, my favorite twist. <laughs> uh, my favorite twist is. No, that's a good is one. Is it the I want twist and shout one. when they, is how he teaches her how to stop people? He... <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite twist was, and this is kind of cheating because it's not really a twist. It's like a thing that we find out is that like they were in love, Sam Rockwell and, and, yeah. uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, Ellie yeah. Conway. Like they didn't just know each other, but he has been pretending to not know her to be kind to her and like her yeah. amnesia or whatever. I I think far and away for me, Sam Rockwell is the reason that this movie has like any hint of heart yeah. and soul. Yeah. Yeah. He is so and 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 actually to the movie's credit, it makes sense once you find out that he's in love with her because there is so much charm and, and like kindness and just like the way he treats her is 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 very specific. And like, I just, I was so charmed by him. We've seen him do a million different things. I feel like I haven't really seen him in anything recently that I can remember. And this was such a lovely little, it's not really little, but a, a, a moment for him, especially because he shows up and, you know, speaking of Jesus, he shows up looking like Jesus with all the hair and the beard. Mm -hmm. And then he has like his mini glow up where he's like, oh, I'm just in a t-shirt and I shaved. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm Rockwell. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> I, I I'm a huge uh, Sam Rockwell fan. I uh, 2009. I was uh, is like a year where I I was my last like movie renaissance of like just trying to like mm. watch as many. And Moon, if you've never seen Moon, is an exceptional movie that basically I just stars Moon. Sam Rockwell. It's very very that. it's very very good. Uh, Sam Rockwell's had a bit of a weird last few years. Like I think last year, in 2020 and 2020, he's like basically only did voice work, which maybe he was being very COVID conscious, but he did like. He's in Trolls World Tour, The Bad Guys. Before that, he's in Jojo Rabbit. Uh, he plays one of That's the Nazis, right. and he's in Richard Jewell. That like the movie with um with our 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 fave. Well, we love him, Paul Walter Hauser. Paul Walter Hauser. Um, yeah, and he was in Vice. He played George W. Bush. So, um, I I love Sam Rockwell. I totally agree. I think he's exceptional in this this movie. I feel like he's really holding it together um the piece you know i joke about the the twist i i do think for the most part the movie is very contrived but also i think to its credit it does tr at least do a semi good job of making every twist make sense even if you need like a huge leap in logic about like <laughs> them if you need a few minutes to like sit with it and then like finally yeah. understand it like the twist of Brian Cranston and Catherine O'Hara. Oh, watch this. Uh, when, when Brian Cranston uh, breaks bad. Uh, <laughs> got him. Got him. <laughs> when, when you find out that he's like, you already know he's the head of the division. And then he shows up as her mom or her dad. And then they're there. And then ultimately they do. And then like, 
when Sam Rockwell shows up and then shoots Catherine O'Hara and like knocks out Brian Cranston and leaves at that point in the movie, you're like, Oh, it's as stupid as I thought it was going to be that like, (laughs) she didn't know her parents are like spies and like Uh that her parents like don't care for her. But then slowly they like, they do explain that she, you know, the figure skating accident, whatever, like her, you know, she has it like, it's like, it's silly, but at least they like, I feel like have a passable, like explanation that these are not actually her parents that her mm-hmm. they've like brainwashed her and like even the moment at the end like i do think the oil skating scene is like so ridiculous but the movie knows exactly that like it knows that it's ridiculous right yes and so yes for sure you know she's like oh the figure skating was that like it's like no like that part of that was like is based on truth and you're a very good figure skater and then she like you know skates on the ice and shoots and kills everybody so it's like it is ridiculous and silly in a way that if it was only ever playing it as a comedy wouldn't would also not work for me. So it doesn't really work, even though it's like, twi- but but I I give it some credit and maybe to Jason, mm-hmm. Jason Fuchs who wrote the wrote the screenplay in that I it's not quite as bad because I think the whole time the movie knows that it's like this is very silly and ridiculous, yeah. but it's doing that. And I feel like this is a movie that like no offense my dad is going to watch and really <laughs> and really like i have a neighbor who's a bit is quite a bit older than me and mm-hmm. kept being like cuz i'll come sometimes i'll see him and he's walking his dog when i get home from like a movie and i watched like uh the four daughters documentary the zone of interest and the settlers and so mm-hmm. i just went like six hours of like the most depressing movie and he's like you seen argyle yet and i'm like yeah yeah no yeah no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I did, yeah no yeah i did see it yeah um so like no offense but like you know it's just like i feel like it's kind of a you know, the way the Kingsman, I feel like, is for, like, older people, too, I think, to a degree. I feel like this, I don't know, but people seem to really be enjoying this movie, Ariel, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I would say Kingsman is more successful in doing what it what it's supposed to be doing. Certainly, maybe more, uh, slightly more male skewing as far as, like, interest level, but. Um, but I do I think, think once this movie, sorry, gets into the world where, like, Ellie is also a spy. Mm-hmm. I think it works more than when she's not a spy, right? I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, no, I think uh I think what's interesting, it's it's hard to like really place myself in the moment, but I did keep what I can say for sure is that as they are, let's say there's like point A and point B to keep it simple, B being like the the twist at the very end or you know, whatever the the full spectrum of twists that we have now been on this like list of twists along the way i was kind of like oh that's interesting but does it make sense oh that's interesting but does it make sense like the what, thing about what do you make of ariana debose getting I shot in the heart say, i have something to say about ariana debose that i am okay. saving because okay. i think she deserves her own moment okay but i have opinions and i'm concerned what uh, i thought was it when she came in and she said um uh oh i can't remember the meme somebody did the thing dang it can't remember anyway, <laughs> moving on Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett did the thing. And I was like, oh, that's so weird that she made this line in that movie. Uh, she, the, okay, yes, I remember now what I was saying. The twist. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. The, the like, along the way, they kept losing me a little bit, but then to the movie's credit, they kept getting me back. Yeah, I, like, oh, I agree. God, this is actually so much more complicated than I would have given the movie credit for. Yeah. And it just kept going. I was like, yes. wait. Am I crazy or is this kind of interesting? Even though to your point, it there are leaps in logic and there are some things that kind of don't make sense. Like when Brian Cranston first shows up, you're like, I was thinking, does she is she just like 
thinking that this is her dad and he's playing a role or like how long have they actually known each other is he wearing a mask like is there some kind of weird psychotropic but no it's just literally she had been brainwashed kind of recently and that's why she thinks so like the movie in some ways isn't as complicated as it's setting itself up to be along the way while simultaneously keeping you i would argue keeping you just confused and sure simultaneously sure enough that you're like kind of sitting forward in your seat a little bit and you're like wait what's happening and you're kind maybe giving making making emotional room for all those beats of the movie that maybe you wouldn't be had the logic just kind of been simple or nonsensical i mean it is a little bit nonsensical but you know what i'm saying no i I think that's exactly right i think the movie and again it's where i i I think what I thought I wouldn't like about this movie is not what I ended up not liking. Like, I think mm-hmm. if like the movie tried to make us think that like she thought that those were her parents her whole life and then they're suddenly not like what, it, like I, I just, I, I thought I was going to, I was going to give it more like flack for not mm-hmm. explaining itself. And I feel like it tries to like patch over every loophole that I thought was in the movie. And even if I'm like, yeah, the plaster's a little like it's not. You didn't paint over it, but like it's transparent. Eh, eh, you know, it's, it's, it's an explanation. You know, like uh-huh. the cat, her cat being named Alfie, which she subconsciously does because Alfred Solomon is who plays is played by Samuel Jackson is like uh-huh. the head of the CIA, and that was her boss and who she trained under. And you're like, that's cute. That's fun. You know, cute. Okay, fine. You know, it works. Yeah. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. At some point, Alfie really just totally pretty much disappears <laughs> from, from I was to your yeah. point about like things that I was worried about. I was so worried that Alfie was going to be completely overutilized and overexposed. And it's already like for the most part a CGI cat. And I'm like, oh, God, this is so annoying. And like the 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 trailer is making me so worried about that part in particular. And then he just like isn't in the movie that much. And I was like, that's cool. I kind yeah. of respect that. Yeah. Yeah, Alfie is not really in the movie, basically, once once the big scene happens. I think there's like a moment where she's like, you could go get back and get the cat or you'll die. And she's like, okay, I won't go go back and get the cat. That was actually real. That was so interesting because I was like, as a as a former pet owner and like just a dog person in general, I put myself in that position. Like, would I if it actually came down to it? And again, this is an example of like the movie achieving a level of like emotional complexity that I didn't think was possible. Like, would I actually do, like if my life was genuinely, genuinely in danger, yeah. would I go back and risk my life for my dog who I so clearly love most of all? Like it was it was actually fascinating to watch her make that choice because it really felt like it could go either way. And I think that's the yeah. movie's credit setting up her character thus far. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it and I'm a pet person. So it got to me. But how does she get the cat back later? How does she get the cat? Uh, someone gives it to her. Someone's like, oh, I have your maybe it's what's his name? Uh Breaking Bad guy, Brian Cranston, I think someone's Just like, oh, I, we have your back? cat. And then, then now they're trying to use it as like a, a way to you know, like reason with her or, you know, blackmail her or whatever. Okay. Well, sure. 
All right. Because he kind of just pops up again. Yeah, I have I have the vague memory of the bag being lifted. Like, yeah. the cat. Um, I also thought the cat's name was Argyle, but clearly, whatever. That would have been too confusing, I guess. Because no. she can't be R. Kelly. Jesus, I'm sorry. I keep saying it. R. <laughs> R. Kelly. Kyle. R. Kyle. I apologize. R. Kyle. Rachel Kyle. Argyle. Anyway, whatever. Um, What do you make of, you know, Henry Cavill is like fully like center on the poster of this movie mm-hmm. in all of the advertising for the movie. And then he's like kind of not in the movie. <laughs> he is yeah. in the movie, but he's very much not. A, he's basically in the first like 25 minutes. Yeah. And then, and then he's popping up uh, throughout like very, very, very short scenes, like seconds long when, when her perspective is kind of changing. Um, I, he's playing like the, I can't remember now. Shame on me. The name of the bullet head maybe is his name the Spider-Man character that has like the very boxy oh, yeah. haircut. Uh, and he's like silver. And I was like, this guy oh, is just, they, he's a cartoon g- character. When they um, give Sam Rockwell that, that haircut, I'm like, please no. Uh, somehow oh, it only God, works for Henry know. Cavill. And even yeah, then, no, 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 no. That, not did, really. Thankfully that didn't last. Um, um, but the, it is interesting. Yeah. Cause like in the very beginning of the trailer that I saw a million times, it's Dua Lipa and it's Henry Cavill. And you're like, yeah. maybe they'll, be in the movie more certainly henry cavill seems like he would be in the movie more and it's kind of a a misdirect but in a way that again makes me happy because it leaves more room for sam rockwell who i love um but i was surprised again to your point of like oh that's all the henry cavill we get oh i guess he was too busy filming that final scene for black adam the the one piece of the writing that i think is like not super strong but i I don't know how you like fix it is the fact that she keeps seeing Sam Rockwell, like Aiden, as mm-hmm. Argyle, yes. but then she's Argyle, and that he's actually like John Cena's character, Wyatt, yeah. I think is his name. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, because she keeps. Yeah, I'm not going to repeat what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, she's seeing so and so. It is, it is really interesting. Like John Cena, I think we get the least of, of all the people that we. Dua Lipa probably gets the least of anybody who's like, I think people were legitimately excited for Dua Lipa to be in this movie. And then it's like, not really in this movie. She did. She got to do the, the whirly bird. She shot. Oh, true. A joke. When they were like, I guess the whirly bird doesn't get the worm. I was like. And she did shoot Ariana the bows right through the uh-huh Boo, okay yeah. this is where i'm gonna just stand on my soapbox for a second and like i think we need to check on ariana debose and like i say this i say this like obviously joking but like i'm so worried for her she was like riding such a high i i refuse to believe that this is all still from the damn angela bassett thing i love you angela bassett you have nothing to do with what's happening but like between you said and iss and yeah. i'm like Ariana, come on! Like you're so you can be getting like wasn't really she in, great roles. Wasn't she in Wish too? Isn't she the lead actress? Oh in God, Wish? yes, she's the lead. And like yeah. even that that felt that feels like an unforced error. Like some of these other roles, you could argue, you know, you you should have known better. Your representation should have known better. She's Wish, got a big her next movie. Do you know what it is? It's big. Oh God, don't tell me. Is it Mission Impossible? It's Craven the Hunter. Uh, whatever. At least male Anya Taylor Joy is in it. And I like him. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> Johnson yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, and again, I'm being somewhat facetious, but I just like, I love her and I want her to be doing great things that she's getting respect for. 
And I don't know, like, did she waste all of her juice on West Side Story? I don't think that's true, but I'm just worried. I want other people to be worried with me because I'm worried. Yeah, t- yeah, yeah, tough. Yeah, that's the last three things she did, which is, uh, yeah, what was I looking at? Uh, doesn't matter. Wish, ISS, and now Argyle. Yeah. 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 Just for her. <laughs> At least Angela Bassett wasn't in this movie. She was spared. <laughs> yeah, the thing of like the twist at the end where she shows up and she's like, "Who do you think the who do you think the fan was that wrote it?" I was like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah, right. <laughs> I totally forgot about yeah. that. That was incredible. Like, yeah. it was so stupid. But like at that point, the movie has had so so many twists that you're like, "All right, cool. I guess thanks for not leaving the one random thing that I would have never remembered." as a hanging thread, like you literally answered every single question, however nonsensical. And she just comes back at the end. And she's one of the few people that we see at the beginning of the movie that isn't being played by like a false person. It's really just her. So good for her. I guess. <laughs> she recovered. It- they found the, what do they call it? They've called it the, the, the Heidi hole, whatever. For the, like there's a very, like, yeah small window literally in your body of like, I don't know if this is true of like, if you get shot from a very specific angle in a very specific way with a certain size gun, it will just pass through you and you will not die. So good for her. Yep. Uh, that's the explanation. But again, the movie, like the, the movie knows it's like, it's stupid, right? Like it, like he, they're not writing it to be like, and that's real, true science, you know. No, like, for sure, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to be like tongue in cheek at the end. So, yes. you know, whatever. Um, he. One thing I don't. I. I guess I miss this. I'm looking at this now, but they're they're they. <laughs> I know that Cavill said uh, a sequel depends on whether audience how the audiences react to the film or something. Uh huh. Um, Welcome I to think, the universe, Henry. <laughs> yeah, and I. I think this is. Uh, I think this movie has probably lost too much money to think that we're getting another Argyle movie. It could have like a weird second run on Apple, like when it when it drops on streaming. Maybe mm-hmm. it like maybe it's like you know people are tweeting about it or whatever, and it and it happens. But at the end of the movie, there's like a post credit scene that basically is like Argyle will be back or whatever. It says like I was gonna say, okay, yeah. is this where we talk about the post credit scene? Because uh, in a movie that again, a movie that was full of twists, at this point now my brain is broken. Like I don't, I lack like a capacity to to ingest more information that is yeah. now affecting other movie universes that I'm only passably familiar with in this case the kingsman universe we see this random person go to a bar called the kingsman with the kingsman symbol from the kingsman movies and orders a thing and then gets a gun and he says his name is andrew argyle i'm getting the first name wrong so and so argyle yeah and we met Aubrey Argyle. Aubrey Argyle. We met at the very end of the movie. And this was one of the few things that I was like, okay, I don't understand why this is important or why what you're trying to say here. We met like the nerdy version of Henry Cavill. It's just Henry Cavill, like at her book signing. And I'm like, wait, so are you telling me that he just happens to be a real person? Or is this like an agent? And ultimately it doesn't matter, thankfully, but that was that happens. So then you give us this young version of whoever Argyle is, and it's not her, uh, in this Kingsman universe. So my two questions are, is this supposed to be a young version of Henry Cavill's character? 
And my other question was going to be, is this supposed to be in the Kingsman universe? And I think what's his name? The uh, Matthew Vaughn has been like very coy, certainly in the lead up to the movie being like, oh, you know, all things are possible, blah, blah, blah. But like this is and this is all now in the within the like under the umbrella of the conversation of would there be a sequel? There was some language I don't remember exactly, but like Argyle book one coming soon. I was like, well, what is this? Is this a movie based on this fictional book that she wrote? Is this like these real characters, Henry Cavill? Like what is going on? I, I genuinely, I love a fun post credits, but like, I'm not sure what my <laughs> takeaway is supposed to be. from this. I, so when I first watched it, I absolutely just thought the movie that they're going to do next is like, it will be based on her first book, which is yeah. then based on her life, but her as a man. I can't. Right, like her as yes. Aubrey Argyle, mm -hmm. and and it'll be like and and a young Wyatt or whatever, mm -hmm. and that's what we'll get, I think. Then I see that there is, there is like people are saying that the man is like a Kingsman agent. They're saying like so it is supposedly connected in some mm -hmm. way. He's the king. I guess he's the king's man. <laughs> More like King's Boy, I guess. I, I, it could Child. be. Could it be like her dad? Like, is is Aubrey Argyle her dad? I I think it's. Pro I think because they say first book, I think it's supposed to be like what they were teasing was. They could also just release like the Argyle book, right? They could. Unfortunately, one of the rumors I had heard uh -oh. is that I think Matthew Vaughn and J.K. Rowling had joked about this idea at some point, and so then he went and wrote it, and that it might be like a jk so if there's a book that's coming it could be written by jk rowling which uh people should oh, not no. buy if that's the case um, <laughs> it's it's weird to me because now i'm thinking is there a world in which and this would be like a big waste of a post-credit scene and you're sending the internet into a tizzy like unnecessarily but like is there a world in where this is like a fake i hadn't thought of this till just now until i heard you talk like this is a fake trailer for a movie that's never going to be made like it's the in-universe fictionalization of the book that she wrote in the movie it's crazy like the fact that it, it could be so many things maybe that's what they want they want us to be wondering but like i think i'm more confused that they want me to be there's also two kingsman movies in pre-production and and i say that there's a king there's a kingsman movie so kingsman one word and there is a the kingsman movie there there's two the colon, there's probably okay there is one is kingsman <laughs> the blue blood kingsman colon the blue blood which is a sequel to both kingsman the secret service and kingsman the golden circle and uh -huh. then there is the kingsman colon the traitor king that's two king in the, in the, in the title um a sequel to the kingsman which we watched in december of 2021 so those are both in pre-production both written uh, they're both going to be directed by Matthew Vaughn. The story, both written, he he co-wrote one of them. But yeah, they're both in pre-production. The I, I will just say, though, like uh, having said everything I already said, the idea of a shared universe is on paper kind of always exciting to me in some way, even if it's like I hated that movie, but that's cool that they linked it to that other thing. There is genuinely interesting possibilities here. I just... I worry based on the the zaniness and frankly overall quality of this movie, like what the future of some shared universe would look like and feel like. I don't know. And there's also so, they, at some at some point they were making the Statesman, which is like the American Kingsman, and oh, yeah. seemingly that has fallen by the wayside. Not that we need it. 
as far as I'm concerned. Well, let's see about the statesman. Is that is that? Uh... It's what's his name? It's John Cena Jr. Uh, uh, he was in the Golden Circle movie. Um, he's the dancer in uh, in Magic Mike. It's he has Channing Tatum. I'll think of it. Yes, he was. Am I thinking? Am I remembering this wrong? He no, was the statesman in the in the Golden Circle movie. He Whatever. I didn't is, yes, he is in that movie. Yeah, there you go. That movie has a wildcat. Taron Egerton, Colin Firth, Mark Strong, Pedro Pascal, Julianne Moore, Halle Berry, Elton John, Channing Tatum, and Jeff Bridges. Wow, is, maybe I need to movie? see this movie. <laughs> the Golden Circle? You haven't seen The Golden Circle? I haven't. The first one I saw was the one that we covered, just The yeah. King's Man. The King's Man, as opposed to Kingsman. As opposed to The Kingsman. Because Kingsman. the one that we saw, or the one that I saw that we covered was like the origin story for The Kingsman Service, yes. which for whatever reason was just called The King's Man without a yeah. colon. Yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably watch again. I just, I, I think this was seemingly like it just didn't make, I mean, there's really the, the thing right now is there's a lot of movies coming up that I'm excited for in the next little while. They are uh, basically until Dune though, everything is like, I'm trying to get like, all my Oscar nom movies watch. Like mm -hmm. it's a lot of just like stuff that I think I'm excited for. And I tell other people about them and they're like, Oh, I don't, I haven't heard like, I'm super, super perfect. Know what that is. Yeah. Like perfect days comes out this week, which is about like a Japanese oh, toilet cleaner yeah. nominated for best international picture. I'm very excited, but like, I don't think most people are like, here we go. You know, yeah. uh, Dune is the next thing that I think people are probably, and of, of, apologies to Matt Webb. I'm so sorry. So sorry to, to slander Matt Webb like that. Listen, I have a platonic <laughs> Valentine's Day date with my friend to see Madam Webb. And I can think of no better way to spend that ridiculous holiday with this ridiculous movie. I am unironically looking forward to the mess that I anticipate that movie will be. I can't stop thinking about her mom studying spiders in the jungle. It's such an incredible line read in the trailer. I feel yeah. like there's no way this movie disappoints. It only will disappoint if it's boring. If it's yeah. really bad yeah. Yeah. or somehow amazing, like it's it's a win-win. Did I'm you concerned. see that she was on the red carpet and she wore this like spider the web thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but the I, the wording on these posts that were like, uh, "Gotta feel so bad." Uh, this is Dakota Johnson, right? I need to find yes, the tweet. It's Dakota Johnson, where she's they're like, "She's paying it. homage to us." It's like, no, she just looks like a spider. What are you talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> she just like, she's she's just wearing a spider dress. It's just like. Yeah, it'll be like she's uh yeah I saw these are, are these like tweets that were like look at her like referencing her and I'm like she's just wearing this <laughs> and it hasn't even come out yet like the idea it actually is it's all marketing like the idea that like somehow it's in any way disconnected from the movie is laughable it's so funny <laughs> so funny um uh, February is a really interesting movie because it's like. It's not like January was really bad, I think, for like like, like a really bad month for movies. Like, I think in the few years that we've been doing this, probably the worst January we've had. I do feel like Lisa right. Frankenstein comes Wait out. <laughs> I know, I know. Lisa Frankenstein comes out, I think, this Friday. And then we have Madam Web, Bob Marley, One Love, which, you know, 
we shall see. Uh, it, okay, we're like, Dune is getting re-released in IMAX. We're, we're like, you know, we're getting some momentum to then March yes, 1st being Dune. Binoche, uh, I believe it's called The Taste of Things. I'm seeing that on Thursday. Okay. Can Very I tell you, I was supposed good. to see that on Sunday and I had to, I had to give my ticket. It was for a secret oh. movie club and I had to give oh my, my ticket God. away and I went later and I found out it was The Taste of Things. I was so annoyed, but. Oh no. This I'll is, see this you is soon. Tiff. Are you. Okay, I have. Hold on, I have to take a drink. <laughs> I thought you had tip. a new. I thought you were. It looked like you were reaching for uh, something. I had. I thought you had uh, a new tip bell. Like no, no. I think. Um, you know, I try to do sort of the Oscars gauntlet of watching everything that's been nominated. Mm -hmm. Do you? Do you? How close do you? Th do you? Do you try? Do you, how, what is your? Uh, Tiff also does play like they're going to play all the shorts, so they're going to mm -hmm. play documentary shorts live. So I think I'm. I'm actually in pretty good. I think this is the best year for me in terms of mm -hmm. potentially being able to complete it i couldn't yeah. complete it last year because of that stupid anthology that had a song nominated uh, you know that, <laughs> this is gonna sound really bad but it's the movie about women and i can't remember what the name of it the name of it women is, talking but... is over but no it, <laughs> it's called uh tell it like a woman and i couldn't see it it like, never got uh, released anywhere uh -huh, uh -huh. So i still haven't seen that film but i'm pretty close other than the i have seven films that are not a short that i need to watch and i need to watch pretty much all the shorts so mm -hmm. pretty good shape no i um I have I have started to be more kind to myself, uh, and like I, <laughs> I kind of yeah. I'm sorry. As soon as I was like, I was about to say it. I was like, this is this sounds bad. Uh, but I can. There's like so much. There's so much that I could be watching, and sometimes I, I just like I decide to watch nothing. Anyway, I am usually happy these days. The last few years, to actually answer your question. I'm very happy with just having watched all the best picture nominees. And I know that's like, so like low hanging fruit, whatever, but it makes me yeah, feel fine. like anything else is extra. I'm big on yeah, extra sure. credit these days Fair. across all aspects Fair. of my life, whether it's yeah. work or leisure or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, that's like extra credit. Something that I don't need to keep track of. And anything that I do counts, but like only for me and I don't have to get stressed about it because Unfortunately, I got stressed about the dumbest things. So there you go. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, uh, Perfect Days comes out, I believe, uh, in a limited release on the February 7th. If you're able to see it, The Taste of Things also is a limited release uh, on Friday, February 9th. Mm -hmm. um, it yeah, two is, movies that, to your point, no one's really like. <laughs> I know, but I'm very excited. It, it is not nominated, uh, The Taste of Things. Uh, Perfect mm -hmm. Days is the Japanese uh, mm -hmm. um, film that's nominated for Best International Feature. Uh, the Taste of Things, very interestingly, was the choice to be nominated for the French um uh, movie over Anatomy of the Fall, which wow. then Anatomy of the Fall did not get nominated for Best Picture because it couldn't, but it mm -hmm. is nominated in Best Picture. So very, very interesting. But um, eat your uh, heart taste, out. Yeah, other movies that aren't that. If you haven't watched the Teachers Lounge, I would highly recommend that as well. I think the oh, Best yeah. International Feature lineup I think is is very good. I haven't seen Perfect Days or Io Capitano, which is I think also releasing very soon. But um, Teachers Lounge is very good. It, it's about this teacher who is kind of just doing her best to try to like, you know, look out for her students and then kind Aww. of gets like, uh, like cannibalized from both sides. Like her, her, her students kind of rebel against her and the faculty no. rebel against her. And it's, it's very good. It's very, it, it is a bit of a, thr a thriller Ooh. with like low stakes. I would like a low stakes thriller, ah. but it's, it's very good. I like it. Love, a lot. love yeah. a low stakes thriller. <laughs> and I love the lead. Uh, I try to pull up her name. I, I feel like she kept, she looks a lot like, uh, um, Vicky uh, Kripes, who's in um, 
what was she in last year? She was in uh, some stuff last year, but uh, no, Liani Banesh is uh, is is the lead in that movie. It's oh, very good. It's very good. Johnson again. Yeah, it's a, it's a Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett jo- is that Scarlett Johansson playing Dakota no. Johnson? No. <laughs> um. Anyway, all that to say, I feel like uh, movies are starting. They're, they're coming. They're uh, coming back. Dry uh, January is over as far as movies. <laughs> for real, Ariel. For real. For real. All right. Well, I think that's Maybe our review right. of Argyle and many mm-hmm. other things. But yeah. 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 It uh oh, that's the cat Argyle. That's Alfie. Yeah, thirty-four percent critic review on Rotten Tomatoes, and seventy-one percent audience score. I do feel like that is interesting for Argyle. Yeah, I do yeah. think it's this is one of those cases for sure when the disparity is that severe. It's like for sure somewhere in the middle, a little closer to this. I think thirty-three is a little severe, but um, you know, I certainly don't think it's a B. Well, good news, it's thirty-four. So. Oh, see, in the in the middle third oh. <laughs> of percentiles, that's pretty good. That means a third of the people, the third of the critics who watched it, thought it was f- at least good. That's how Rotten Tomatoes works. Wow. So, yeah, you should be so lucky to make a movie and have that happen. It's funny. I I feel like I like am trying to be so cautious. I gave it two stars, which is like yeah, it's like a, you know four out of ten. Like it's, it's not great, but yeah. Again, I just didn't think it was a movie for me, and I'm very happy if people like it. As opposed to, I think, as opposed to that, I thought it was like actively really bad. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to Madam Web, which feels very for me. <laughs> That's right. It was made for you. All right, Ariel. In the meantime, what else you got going on? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, yeah. You can find me at the movies, probably most likely, especially as February gets underway. As you said, I'm covering uh, Six Feet Under on our network with Dr. Amanda. That's been super fun. We're almost halfway through season two, revisiting that show and also covering Masters of the Air with DM Philly. That's been pretty fun. But selfishly, I loved talking about Band of Brothers. Um, so that was great. We did a lead up pod to the actual coverage of this show. And um, yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter sometimes at that other Ariel. What about you, Grace? Uh, True Detective coverage in full swing. Um, uh, man, and I do the recap, and then Justin, I do the deep dive. This week, um, because of the Super Bowl, they're actually releasing episode five on Max on Friday. So, man, and I will be thank you, Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll be getting early, getting together early to do the recap. Probably our normal time for the deep dive. Um, but uh, yeah, check that out and and. Make sure you watch it because you might get spoiled if you don't watch it on Friday. Uh, Friday evening, 9 p.m. is when it airs on Max. It will still air on HBO regularly Sunday at 9 p.m. Um, full spoiler recaps. Jess and I got together this week to talk about Scavenger's Reign. The, uh, oh, Max. Was yeah. it as good as people say? I, you know, I thought it was really good. And the more we talked about it, the more I liked it. I thought it was like, I, I think like uh, we were talking before the pod about the zone of interest. And you said that like you kind of felt like you got to it. Um later yeah Yeah. and i feel like the same thing happened to me for scam where i was like people were like saying transcendent and i was like i thought it was very good but then like the hype you know it's tough but then the more we talked about it the more i was like oh there's some stuff in here that i didn't even realize i was like Uh, thinking about and doing so i liked it more as we talked about it so check that out great yeah and then that's it Uh, i'm on social media at high from grace we'll be back next week chatting about more movies until then i'm grace that's ariel and we are featuring